Hello, everyone, and inside today's episode of Locked on Canadians, it is our slightly late but just as chaotic NHL playoff preview. We have all the trash talk and more that you are looking for inside today's show. Locked on Canadians, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 825 of Locked On Canadians. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. We are, of course, Locked On Canadians. We are part of the Locked On Podcast, where you get your team every day, wherever you get your daily podcast or on youtube.com. I am one of your hosts. I am Scott Mellon. As always, I am joined by the active stick, Laura Sava. And Laura uh, had the Monday show all to herself because I was out, you know, patio drinking beers because I'm a responsible adult. So thank you for that. Laura, it is our playoff preview episode. And I know that we have many, many feelings to uh, to get through in this one here. I honestly, I talked a little bit about the Laval Rocket um, at, on yesterday's episode, but I figured you would probably be better placed to preview that actual series uh, that's happening against the Comets. And I think you'll agree. I said on yesterday's show, we don't like any of the AHL teams. We actually hate them all other than <laughs> the Laval Rocket because all of them are miserable with, with goons and, and, and people we don't like. Um, that's, that's where I stand on it. I don't know if I was right or not. I have nothing against Cleveland, except I wanted them to lose because I needed the rocket to make the playoffs and Jay, sorry about that. But yes, it is true. The rocket on the last day of their season clinched a playoff berth because the Comets beat the monsters in regulation. Therefore, unless Lavelle lost in regulation, there was no way Cleveland could have caught them, uh, going into, their final two games there. What that meant was the Rockets still didn't have things sorted out until Sunday afternoon because the Rochester Amherst and the Utica Comets were kind of going back and forth in the standings. And last year, uh, the Comets were upset in round one. They lost to the Belleville Senators and the Senators then lost to the Amherst. The Amherst then played the Rocket and we all know how that went. The biggest thing out of all of this is that the Comets are not a pushover of a team. They have very good young goaltending. Alexander Holtz is, quite frankly, terrifying uh, at the AHL level, and I'm surprised he's not playing in New Jersey. But at the same time, the Rocket have lost one game to them all year, and they lost by a goal in regulation. So it's going to be a tight series. It's going to be a feisty series, as it always is. But that might be to the Rockets' advantage. The biggest thing out of this series, though, is that there's a couple of things. Justin Barron will not be there. Alex Belzeal will not be there. Rem Pitlick will not be there. And also in the news today is that Mitchell Stevens, who is their all-purpose, do-everything center behind Anthony Richard, will be missing at least the first couple games of that series as he suffered an injury in the final moments of the clinching game because, of course... 
no one in the Canadians organization is allowed to enjoy things for more than a few seconds at a time. That series kicks off Wednesday at Place Bell. They've, they sold out tickets in 30 minutes in case people were wondering about how an AHL team would function in this city. Uh, going to be a good time. I'm sad I can't travel for this one, but the Rocket are going to they're going to go for it. And I think everyone should be really excited about this. I believe you'll be able to watch the rocket game at home on RDS. They will not be able to transmit on the road. The quality of the arena is not good enough, apparently. Uh, but HLTV offers game by game packages as well. Uh, yeah. And, and that's the thing is that not everyone can have nice things. We can't have nice things in the form of healthy players, but we can <laughs> have nice things in the form of a lovely arena at Plas Bell. Um, I think that's kind of how it goes, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's like, and the thing is, Plus Bell, they set a new attendance record on Friday against Syracuse. They have been packing that building the back half of the season here, and it's a huge advantage because it is that building is loud, and it comes through on the broadcast. I've never been to Plus Bell, which it was, it's on my list, and I just haven't had the time to. It's a it's huge a advantage. It's a huge, and it's a great time. It's a great arena. There, It's an NHL quality arena for an AHL team. And it's a huge boon for the Canadians and the Rocket this year. And I know we have other playoff preview stuff to get into, but and I want to head off this question, and, I, and then I'll toss back to you in a second here, Laura. In terms of prospects coming right now, no one from the NHL team will be making their way down here. If they are there, they are there, and they are there. There's nothing else. You will not see Jordan Harris. You will not see Uri Slavkovsky, any of these players. The only players left to join the Rocket are playing in the CHL playoffs right now. So that would be Logan Mayu. That would be Philip Mashar. That would be Owen Beck, etc. If they haven't come over already... They're either not because why load up the practice squad right now? But I think if, you know, Owen Beck's team is eliminated or Philip Mashar's Kitchener Rangers are eliminated, et cetera, you will see them in that rocket lineup, especially as they deal with injuries. But they got to be out of the playoffs first. And I haven't looked at what the uh, current round two uh, series look like for all the Canadians' prospects right now. But I would assume you'd see Joshua Wide, assume you'd see Owen Beck, and I'd assume you'd see Mashar in the lineup. Uh, it also is depending on how far the Rocket go. They could be out in two games. They could go all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals again. I'm not bold enough to make predictions on this just because everything's been a crapshoot this year. But uh, I'm glad to at least get a little bit of playoff hockey in the Canadians organization this year. Well, that's exactly it. I think I think for us, you know, it was a season that was really miserable. And, and I don't think there's any uh, there's any way to sugarcoat that. And I, I'm not being negative by saying it was hard. Like there were a lot of injuries. There was a lot of lack of success. However, uh, I do think that that the Rocket at least offer us a bright spot at the very, very least. And that they absolutely do because they're fun. Even when they're not winning games, their games are fun there that they pack that place out. And we will obviously keep you updated as that series goes on. Game one, 7 p.m. puck drop in, at Plas Bell on Wednesday. Game two on Friday in Utica. Game three, if necessary, in Utica. All 7 p.m. starts. So we are going to move on, though, because this is our slightly delayed NHL playoff preview. And that means we have so much to get to and so much trash talking to do. 
and that's all going to be coming up in one moment. But first, as I said earlier, today's show is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. Grand Slams, no-hitters, and double plays are back, and there's no place better to get in on the MLB action than at FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. And that's because right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Bet on how many home runs Aaron Judge is going to hit. Is Shohei Otani going to strike out the side? You can bet on all these things or combine them into a same-game parlay to increase your winnings. So don't miss your chance at a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel the Gay today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the MLB and us here at LockedOn. We are back here at Lockdown Canadians. This is our slightly delayed NHL playoff preview. And I got to be honest, I'm excited because once again, I get to watch as a neutral fan, which just means I get to, you know, belittle everyone else's team while mine sits at home waiting for the draft lottery. And that's a, it's the little silver lining I'm taking out of all of this right now is that I am here to mock and be a nuisance on Twitter most of the time, whether I mean to be or not. We're going to be starting out West because we have a lot more to say about the teams in the East because we know them a lot more personally. And I guess the biggest question off all of this, Laura, can the Edmonton Oilers finally take advantage of having the best player in the world for more than one round or is superstar whisperer shutdown man, Philip Deneau going to just, you know, pick up Connor McDavid and put him in his pocket like he did Austin Matthews and Mark Stone in the 2021 cup run. I believe in Philippe Deneau. I I believe in his ability to shut down anybody. I think he's still got it in the tank. It's not like he's like old. He's a veteran. But he's not old. He's still in pretty good shape. Uh, I also think the Los Angeles Kings are, at the moment, still the, the team that can pull off an upset. Uh, so I'm very focused and very positive on L.A., not just for Philippe Deneau, but it's definitely one of the reasons. Uh, and I also think that the Edmonton Oilers have a way of shooting themselves in the foot, even when they're a favorite in a series or they're a favorite in the playoffs as a whole. Um, and it just it would be funny. I, I, I think that it's fair to favor Edmonton. I think that that's the correct thing to do. That's the right that's the right bet to make. I just find that you can't count out Los Angeles because they have Philippe Dano and a young, exciting team. And they also got a goalie like Jonas Corposal has been very good for them. And that this is a series that last year was very close in that if it wasn't Jonathan Quick with his poopy hip and bad goaltending, maybe maybe the Oilers lose in that series here. And then I, as I scroll through here, we're going to just move right up into the next matchup here. It's Vegas with Mark Stone returning miraculously. I know, I know, against the fraudulent Winnipeg Jets. And I'm going to call them fraudulent because they are one Connor Hellebuck mediocre showing away from being a lottery team. They have all this offensive promise and they just cannot regularly put things together. I would not be surprised to see the Jets get swept in the first round. I would also not be surprised to see the Jets win in seven games in the first round because Connor Hellebuck is that damn good. I just want bad things for the coward Mark Shifley out of all this. I love Nikolai Ehlers. I love Cole Perfetti. I love watching Josh Morrissey play, and I love Connor Hellebuck. I just want 
unfortunate things to happen to Mark Shifley routinely in this series. That's all I think I'm that's asking. Totally for. fair. I think that's a totally fair ask, and I'm going to agree with you there. Uh, honestly, I do think though. I feel like for whatever reason, I feel like I strongly feel that Vegas is going to win this round. I just would like to see, and we have we have friends that we care about that that cheer for the Winnipeg Jets. Like I would like to see good things happen to only certain people in the Winnipeg market, and definitely not Mark Shifley, the coward Mark Shifley. Yeah, it, it's. I feel like Vegas is going to kind of walk through this one, and then we're going to get a really fun next round between either Vegas and. The Oilers or Vegas and LA, either one. I'm like, I'm ready for that. Dallas and Minnesota. And a lot of people are saying people are sleeping on the Dallas stars. And I looked at it and went, Jason Robertson is a potential super, not a potential superstar. He is a superstar talent in this league. Jake Ottinger is a Vesna worthy goalie. And they have those crafty veteran pieces in their lineup. And they're just seemingly coached so well. But Minnesota is that team that for whatever reason, when they play in the playoffs, they are never an easy out for any team going back to when I was in college. They have always been a tough out and they're getting Joel Erickson back. They have Kirill Kaprizov back. They have Marc-Andre Fleury, who's been very good. And Philip Gustafson, who's been very good. They are a flawed team but they were a team that can put it together there. And this is a coin flip series that I think it's going seven games and everything's going to be close and it's going to come right down to the wire. And I think Dallas is going to nudge out the wild, but I don't think the wild are going to make this easy on Dallas. Like they're going to make them work for every single game here. And honestly, like as, as a neutral non chaotic hockey want, I think this is the series that I'm going to watch as a, like, Yes, let's see like playoff hockey, not chaotic, but just let me see that. I think that's the series for us. I definitely, I feel like that's a series that people are probably just not going to bother with that is going to be the most fun one of the first round. And generally I find that the first round of the playoffs, there tends to be a lot of excitement and a lot of storylines. And I feel like that's the team that, not the team, that's the series that people are sleeping on as a whole, not just each specific team. But just like that's the series that people aren't going to pay attention to. Those are the teams that people are just going to kind of forget about until they give us a series to remember. I think that's definitely and, – and it's not lopsided. I feel like there's a lot more – there's a lot of series, which I know we're going to get into the next one, in, into the last series of that of, of, of that conference in a second. They're not so lopsided. They're, it's It's definitely – like I wouldn't say they're exactly evenly matched because they have different strengths. But they're definitely going to give each other a run for their money, and they're probably going to be one of the hardest fought. Now watch them like – you know, somebody sweep in a second. Yeah, of course. Like but the, I, the feeling I'm getting is definitely that that's going to be the most compelling one, and and nobody's going to watch it until it's too late. And now, I, despite the year they've had in terms of injuries, which I know you know, world's smallest violin from the Montreal Canadiens over here, the number one seed Colorado Avalanche out west taking on the Seattle Kraken. And the thing about this series here is those injuries are playing a factor. We know a ton of the Avalanche are not at full strength. Arturi Lekkinen is still working his way back from a broken hand. Kale McCarr, not at 100%. Gabriel Landeskog, out for the playoffs. We'll be back next season. But then you have Miko Rantanen and you have Nathan McKinnon playing at elite levels. 
but they're playing the Seattle Kraken, who are like my vested rooting interest in this series here. Only because surprising year two, they were not good in year one, and they turned it around this year. And I really actually want to, if I want to instill a little bit of chaos, I want it to be the Kraken. I have nothing against the Avs, but I want to see the Kraken and see how far they can run here. Can they do what Vegas did in year one and make it all the way to that cup final? I think they can. It'll be interesting if their goaltending holds up, but there's something about them that is, they're somehow sneaky good despite being one of the best teams in the Western Conference. And I don't fully know how to like manage my feelings on that. I'm just rooting for the Kraken <laughs> because why not? It's the underdog. I understand. I know, I know our, our friend Kay is going to be really upset with me about this. I just, I want the Kraken to win. I, I want, I want their fans to see some, some good things. I thought, you know, they provided a lot of support last year in a season that was decidedly boring. Uh, sure. I still have a lot of questions about the way they managed Shane, Wright, All of that, blah, blah, blah. Yes. Et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I also have, like, there's people that I like that work in the Kraken organization, um, like, from their marketing team to their, like, analytics team to their media team. So uh, definitely, definitely rooting for Seattle just so that they get to have nice things, just so that they get to have fun. And uh, for me, it just, Seattle doesn't feel evil enough yet. And now we are going to shift thing to the Eastern Conference where we can get the playoff haters ball in full swing here. Laura, we should make that the title of the episode now. I've just decided off the top of my head that that is what we're going to do. But we will get into the Eastern Conference and everything coming up next. But our other show sponsor today is something that I use every morning, and I use Athletic Greens because it is the best possible way to start my day with 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. They help boost your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, give you energy, recovery powers, and everything going into the morning. And it's lifestyle friendly. So if you are vegan or dairy-free or gluten-free, Athletic Greens can worse for you. And it costs less than $3 a day to invest in your health and get your day started right. And it has over 7,000 five-star reviews. So you know the quality is there. So right now, it is time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop and a cup of water every day, and that's it. There's no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it even easier, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We are back here at Lockdown Canadians. We just got done previewing the Western Conference playoffs slightly late because on brand for us, we are going to jump into the Eastern Conference. And I guess we'll start it kind of in the opposite direction here. You'll understand the way that my brain has put all this together because we have so many things to say. Right now, the Bruins and Panthers are playing game one. It is one nothing Boston heading into the first intermission. Florida isn't letting them get away with it easily, but the Bruins are the Bruins. Laura, as Habs fans, are we conflicted in cheering for the Bruins so we can get a better draft pick? Or should we be cheering for a worse draft pick because it causes Bruins to be sad? I don't know what to do. I think that we should be rooting 
against Florida, not for the Bruins, against Florida in this round. Not for the Bruins, okay? This is very important. We need the Bruins to make it to the second round just in case Toronto does. That's that's really, really, don't, really no, important. Don't no. put that evil into the world. Just I... in case. I'm just saying just in case, right? It helps us with the draft pick. And then they can eliminate Toronto. And then whoever ends up in the conference final can eliminate the Bruins, right? Like, I feel like the Bruins are pre- President's Trophy winners. They tend to, like, win the first round pretty easily, usually, unless there's an upset like, you know, Montreal does. Um and and then and then you know it comes back to, down to earth in the conference final. Like it's like it's very rare to see a Presidents Trophy winner win the whole thing. I just feel like for me right now, I want a good draft pick for the future. I want a better draft pick for the future because if Florida upsets Boston, there's no telling how far they will go. Um, there's no telling how far that confidence will take them. They'll be the scrappy team that could just like Montreal was, and then we will end up with a 31st overall pick. Do you want that? I don't want that. Yeah, that's pro- they're that's losing pro- in the final. Yeah, um, well, <laughs> I don't want that. I don't want the thirty-first overall pick. I would like the seventeenth or whatever it is there. Um, I would like them to be eliminated asap. Yes. Uh, and the other series I want to jump to that is happening right now. Currently, Carolina leads the Islanders two-one with about six and a half left in the second period. We talked a little bit about how this feels like an unfair matchup. The Islanders limped into the playoffs, but in the playoffs. The Islanders are a team built for just grinding teams down. And Carolina is a good team, but they kind of, and we give Toronto a lot of flack for this. Carolina has been a very good team for several years now, but always has a stumble at the most inconvenient time. I'm wondering, and we'll talk about this more as the series goes on here, but I wonder if the Islanders, despite not being the better team by a good amount here, can cause them some grief in round one here. And I wouldn't be shocked to see it. They're not perfect, but they're built for the playoffs. That's exactly it. I just, I find that it's finally going to have to be their year. It's been their year for so many times that they're going to have to take that step forward. And I, I don't know, I have I have a little bit more faith in them this time around. I'm not necessarily rooting for either team in this matchup. I'm just kind of like, eh, you know, it is our conference. I, I wish that all of these teams would just go away. Uh, but I can see, I, I can see, I can see them pulling it out. I, I can see them getting all the way to the final, potentially, if Florida doesn't do that upset thing. The other series here, and one that I don't really quite know who to cheer for in this, we have the Rangers are playing the Devils. In Rangers, a bat- Rangers, Rangers. I like. I know, I, I know. It feels like rooting for evil. A hundred percent, you're rooting for the like you're you're rooting for the Death Star, but you want the Rangers to win that round, and then you want you want you you know they you want them to be kicked out in the second round. I think the funniest thing that could happen is the Islanders upset the hurricanes and the Rangers beat the devils and the Islanders somehow just demolish the Rangers in the next round, because one, it goes against all the models and against all logic, and it'll make an insufferable fan base even angrier. And tell me, how is that just not worth it? Like, I have a question for you though. Yes. In all of the Eastern conference, is there any fan base that's currently in the playoffs that is not insufferable? I, Hold on. Like Florida a little bit. Eh. Like Bruins fans are Bruins fans. Like Leafs fans are 
insufferable. Bolts fans are insufferable. Hurricanes fans are insufferable. Devils fans are insufferable. The Rangers are the Rangers. Somehow out of all of this, the Islanders are the most tolerable fan base, and they have that strong Long Island vibe to them that should make them absolutely like not wanting to be around them. And yet I feel a kinship because it's like, well, I might as well just be a jerk to everybody. So I guess I feel a kinship there. I'm going to get so yelled at on Twitter for all of this, which nothing new. Should we move on to our final segment here? Because we have much trash talking to do. Yes. Final series to go over in this. And anyone who's been paying attention will understand exactly how this goes. Toronto is playing Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay basically limped into the playoffs. Not, I don't want to say not trying, but just not playing well the back half of the season. Toronto is very good. We know Toronto is a very good team. Can they finally get over their whole first round curse? Because here's the thing is there again, there is no excuse this year. Like absolutely none. Tampa Bay not playing well. Vasilevsky looks human for his own standards. Toronto is flying high. And the one thing that might sink them is they're not sure about their goaltending. And I got to be honest, if Toronto can't beat this Tampa Bay team, I don't know how you can look at it and go, we need to run it back again because it'll be what? Six, seven years at this point of losing in round one? Like, you, no, we're done. I And I, here's the thing is, and I'm going to regret saying every minute of this, I think this is the year Toronto gets it done. Like first round done or Stanley Cup done? Oh, first round done. Let's not be ridiculous here. Like they're going <laughs> to use up all their mojo in round one and then just get absolutely smacked across the face by whatever team they play in the next round. Because okay. that's how life works. And if that happens, then Kyle Dubas's contract is not getting renewed for sure, right? Oh, for, if they don't win a round, he, I don't think he's coming back like at all. The, and the thing is the bar is the floor. They have to win a round, a thing. The 2021 Montreal Canadians did three times. They have to win a round to save everyone's job. One. And I don't think a, they can do it. That's the thing. Like I, 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 I understand like what we're talking about Tampa here. Like I can see Tampa beat them in seven and then get absolutely swept and demolished in the second round. Because the Perfect. Toronto Maple Leafs will get in their own way. Like, this is the thing with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like, I, I know you're saying that this is probably the year they get it done. And to be honest, you're right. If there's any year to get it done, this one is it. I just, you know, like, people said that they could never lose to the Montreal Canadiens in 2021. You know, they, they could never lose to the Blue Jackets. It is the Blue Jackets that eliminated them, right, in, in the 2020 in the, bubble. In the bubble, bubble round, yeah. Yeah, like... You know, like you, you look at that and it's like they could never lose, right? Like you say that and you and you think there's no way. And then they find a new way, a new way. There are two kinds of Leaf fans on Twitter right now. There are the people who have seen it all who go, I know everything is in our favor. They will blow it all, go Leafs. And then there's the other side of things that is, I'm going to meme post you to death. We're better than you are. They're going to blow it. I And both agree on the same thing. I hate this team so much and I hate that I love them. (laughs) 
And I I am excited for this because Twitter is going around this. Like when I when I say get your popcorn, watching Leaf and Bolt Twitter argue with each other over who the referees are favoring more is going to just bring me so much joy because it is you're both just the worst. They don't like the other team more than you. They just suck at their jobs. So I do think this is the year Toronto wins around. Uh, if they if that is a jinx, I'm not making a bet on it because I've already made a pure Luke Dubois bet, and I'd rather not do anything else. Laura, do you have a prediction for this series, or would you rather keep that to yourself to avoid making people angry on Twitter? I'm going to keep that to myself, but also – I do want to say that you once said, not once said, you recently, very recently said Toronto Maple Leafs fans are both David and Goliath at the same time. And I thought that was so funny. They do truly believe they are both David and Goliath. We are the underdog. No one believes in us, but also we are the best team in the world. No one can stand in our way because we have more money than Jesus Christ himself, which is actually not much money now that I think about it. Sticking with the biblical references here, you cannot be both. Pick your lane. You are the heel in this. You are the bad guy. You are Triple H. You are the bad guy in this. You are not the Stone Cold Steve Austin in this story. You are not Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. You are the person that everyone wants to see lose. Embrace your heel ship because it will be so much better yeah, I have fan. I have friends who are fans of that team, and we can get along just fine. You are not the underdog in anyone's head except your own. They are not out to get you. They just suck at their jobs. That is going to wrap up our slightly delayed NHL playoff preview. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Canadians. Follow my co-host at The Active Stick. Follow myself at Scott Matla. We have some very big, fun draft news coming up for you this week. We cannot wait to share with you what we have in store for you, but we will have all that and more coming up later this week. And as always, folks, follow us wherever you get your daily podcasts, subscribe on YouTube, and we will see you all next time.